I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Hey folks, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for a weekend update for the week ending December 21, 2018. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or spiders, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. So it was another bloodbath at the end of the day. The daily chart does us no good right now, so we have to switch over to a larger time frame so we can put in context what's going on. Now we have a weekly chart. We can see a bird's eye view of where we are. We're going to cut right to the chase and really get into the nuts and bolts of what's going on and what to expect. Before I do that, let me just take a pause. Thank everybody who participates, making comments and posts underneath the video each and every night. I appreciate the interaction. Please keep up the great work. In addition, please hit the thumbs up button on the video and share the video with anybody that you think can benefit from this information. Net-net, the market's getting crushed. The news cycle is horrible. Everything that shows up is bad news. What do we do? Where are we going from here? What's going to happen? First order of business is when you just look at the weekly chart, you see that we're kind of coming up into the 200-week moving average. We've talked about this particular level, price level before, 234, 235 in that neighborhood. You can see where there's a gap over here. This was a breakout area. Markets like to come back and test former breakout and former breakdown areas. We've discussed this at a minimum of hundreds of times. Also, this was a former breakout area, and the market did not stop there for very long. What does that tell us? It tells us the final destination is somewhere lower. That's obvious. Again, I'm not trying to be Captain Obvious. Just trying to give you my thought process as I go through the charts, what I'm thinking, how I'm looking at things. I'm just opening up my mind to everybody. Now, the question is, how much farther are we going to fall or... Is Friday the bottom? Well, we don't know that yet. And remember, what we've been discussing this entire time is the bottom is going to come in and it's more important in terms of time than price. So we're in that time zone right now. So I said a few days ago it's going to be within a week. I'm going to stick to that. And that week really falls around next Wednesday. So it's the day after Christmas. I'm not saying that's the bottom. I'm saying you've got to give me at this stage of the game a little bit of rope here on the day. But it's going to come in within a few days. We're going to dig into where in a few minutes. I want to backtrack a little bit. And I want to go to a 10-minute chart. I want to go to an intraday 10-minute chart to point something out. What we're going to point out is... The 242 level, that was the next price level up on the docket. And it was for relative obvious reasons. You can see all the support that occurred on the chart in this particular price zone. Again, we always say the same thing. Is it 242, 242.50, 241.5? It's in that zone where the market should find some assemblance of, at minimum, of intraday support. Here's an intraday 10-minute chart, and you can see what went on all day long, or almost all day, on Friday. The market traded above that 242 level for the majority of the trading day, only to give up the ghost at the end of the day. 
Now, here's an example of where the market found a bottom and it tried to rally. So that bottom came in at 242.57. So I was off by 57 cents, obviously. It was close, but I certainly don't get the cigar. Just to show you an example of how the chart knew that that price was important when it bottomed or when price hit 242.57, the S&P rallied 25 handles in a matter of minutes. Now here's something we can take away and learn from this. We're looking at a chart saying one of the opportunities is potentially 242. That's going to be an area where the market can actually find support. It could be the bottom. That's what we were saying days ago. It was a possibility. We don't know. We're always looking for signs and a signal of a trend change. But we knew that this price area was a possibility. Now let's take a look at how you read whether it's actually happening or not from an intraday perspective. So the market tries to put in a bottom, and all of a sudden, right on cue, the emails start to roll in. Is this it? My response to pretty much each and every one of them was, too early to tell, and the reason for that is, a lot of time left in the trading session, a lot can happen. So on one hand, we know the market is trading technically sound because the market should have found support somewhere around that 242 level. It did. It was temporary. It was on an intraday basis. But we knew that that price level in and around there should be supportive at minimum of intraday. So it was a little bit higher than I anticipated. But in the big scheme of things, we were pretty close. The market tries to stage a rally. 25 S&P points is a good start. And then it starts to go sideways. Now you have to step back and ask yourself a couple of logical questions. This is where the common sense market analysis stuff comes together. The market's been down a tremendous amount. If that was a bottom and a lasting bottom, would we have rallied off of a level that was going to hold for a while more than 25 S&P points or is that normal? And the answer is, it likely would have been more than 25 S&P points if that was going to be a bottom. Now, we understand that the market can banter back and forth, banter back and forth, but the longer it didn't happen, the longer it went sideways above that 242 level, a couple of things were going on. A, anybody that's taken the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader knew what was going to happen, likely, and B... One of the ways that I try and assess the market is I try and put myself on the other team. If I bought the market in the afternoon hoping that that was going to be the bottom, looking for a rally into the end of the day, looking for a bottom, rally into Christmas next week, if that was the case, would I be comfortable or uncomfortable trading sideways all afternoon rather than rallying? Well, for me, under normal conditions, that would make me uncomfortable. So I would tend to think the longer we go sideways, the more chance we have to go lower. That's what happened in the afternoon. Now, I'm not making this up after the fact. That's something that anybody that's taken the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader knew. Look what happened. We came down to the 242 level, and this is mainly because it's a fat round number. We broke it, and this is on a 10-minute chart. So this is all intraday stuff. Came back to retest it. The high of that candle was 242 on the button. No accident or coincidence. Traded right away from it. That's the market's way of saying, eh, we'll give it one more shot. They made one more attempt at the on-ramp. Detour sign rejected. To further that conversation, go to the hourly chart, and you can see here, different look. Now, what would have happened 
had price come into 242 on this hourly candle here rather than stopping short. Now, if it came into 242 on that candle, A, I would have taken that trade because you likely would have gotten the same rally or even higher that you got from the 242.57. And from an intraday perspective, fantastic. But that was my number. My number happened to be wrong. It stopped short of my number. So there was no trade for me. And the point of me saying that is that we have to adhere to our own rules. If we have numbers, if we think the market has an opportunity to get to a certain particular price number, for all the reasons that are taught in the course, we're waiting on that number. If the market doesn't give us our number, we don't want to chase it around. We don't want the market's number. We want our price tag. So even though the SPY puts in a pseudo doji candle down here, that was after a big leg lower. That's not something that you want to hop on board. The market is below all the moving averages, has severe downward velocity. This is a sell the rip market, not a buy the dip market until the market tells you it has made a bottom. Which brings me to another point. So I got some emails from traders, and I like the emails. I appreciate the questions. So continue to do so. I'm happy to help. I really am. And so when I give you answers, sometimes I get direct. Sometimes I give the answers in these videos because I want everybody to know. It's for the benefit of everybody. I'm not picking on anybody. I had traders that came and said they took a long position and it didn't work out. We're back to a 10-minute chart, and it doesn't really matter where they took long positions and tried to play the market long, but here's what we have to go with. Here's what we have to understand when we're trading. We have to understand the bigger picture environment. The pressure is on the market downward. We're below all the moving averages, so it's kind of like trying to swim out of the ocean against the current. It's very, very difficult. Even though you make some progress, another wave comes and draws you back towards the breach until you get out too far, and then the riptide takes you out, and it's good night, Irene. So you don't want to fight the trend. You want to trade with the trend until and unless you have a premium price level where you know with a high degree of certainty the market is likely to catch a rally as little or large as it may be from that price area. Those are the only times that you take a trade against the trend. Let's get back to the big picture. Where are we going? What's going on? The market could find a bottom and turn at any time from any price from this point forward. What we've identified are the likely prices. Now, you'll see there's a huge space in between. This isn't to mean or this is not to depict that there are no support levels in here. I'll get to this in a moment. I can't stress it enough. We're in the time zone for a turn. We could wake up Monday morning and let's just say for argument's sake, they solve the government shutdown problem or I should say the phony government shutdown problem. And that's a spark that looks like a bottom. Could it be a bottom? Maybe it's a bottom. Either way, we could wake up Monday morning to a tremendous rally. It is very possible. We could also wake up Monday morning to another gap down. Several days ago, I mentioned that the market is getting to a point where it's the rubber band scenario. It's stretching, stretching, stretching. It's either going to break or snap back. We've gotten to the point where it's my belief that it is breaking. I think we've crossed over the point in which the market has actually gotten to the point 
where it broke, and it's likely going to finish this thing off. I do not know that for a fact. That's what my work is telling me, but I'm aware of the fact that the market will likely find the bottom in the time zone, so we're already in the time zone. I'm aware that we're really in an anything-goes scenario. We could wake up to a gap up. That's fine. Let's say we don't, and let's say it's in the other direction. What are we looking at? Well, we've already discussed the 200-period moving average, 234, 235 in that neighborhood. It is a really, really good area on the weekly chart. The problem is the velocity at which we're coming down is not something we can take lightly. Those traders that have taken the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader will also understand from a time perspective, in part at minimum, of why this week is extremely uber important. So you have time converging potentially with an important price. That's something that we want to pay attention to. Now, let's just say for argument's sake that the 234-235 area isn't any good. It does not hold the market. Why am I singling out 220? Well, let's go back to something we just discussed a few minutes ago. Markets like to come back and test former breakout and former breakdown areas. That looks like another obvious breakout area. But it's a breakout area for a reason. So we go back and peel the onion, right? We go back and lift the hood and we want to know why. What's the significance of that area around 220? That area, that area in time and price. What's the significance of it? It's the Donald J. Trump breakout. I don't know that we're going there, but what I do know is that price is important. That price is important for a lot of reasons, not just the Trump breakout. And below that, I've identified around $210. And the reason is, is because with the velocity that the market is coming back down, if that is the destination, we'll likely see a spike through it. So I've put the horizontal trend line at around 210. I understand this looks ominous, but this is what can happen when the rubber band breaks. I'm not intending to scare anybody. I'm trying to give you an understanding of what is possible. I'm not discussing probabilities. I'm discussing possibilities so that you're aware. We've mentioned this over and over again, and I've been mentioning it for a reason. Markets can go up a lot more, and they can also go down a lot more than most people ever really think they can until the destination is reached. Remember, we're focused on time, not necessarily price. I am focused on price because of the important price levels, but I'm really focused on time and I'm cognizant of when time converges with an important price, my antennas go up very, very high. Here's a monthly chart just so we get another look before we wrap up the S&P. Just so we get another look from a longer term perspective, you can see what's going on here. You have a 50 month moving average coming in at 232. So that's right above the 200-week moving average on the weekly chart at 234, 235. So you can see that somewhere in the neighborhood of 232 to 234, there's going to be support in that zone at least temporarily, if nothing else. And on a wide-open break, you can see why I've identified this 220 to actually 213 zone. It wasn't as low as 210, it was 213. That's a breakout area. Markets will eventually come back 
to test the former breakout and former breakdown area, unlikely to cut through one like this, like a hot knife through butter. Unlikely, anything is possible. It's unlikely on the first run. I'm still not saying we get there. I'm discussing the possibilities if we do get there and we get there within the next few days by chance, that will likely represent an opportunity that you get once in a blue moon. Just stay safe and let the market do its thing. It will tell me where and when the bottom is when it occurs. Now let's take it one step farther. Let's kind of pre-prepare. I like to be pre-prepared. I've already started the process of identifying ridiculous price levels on a lot of stocks. I sent some out last week. Those are still valid. You have to wait for the overall market to bottom before jumping into any of these stocks because they'll just get dragged down in the process no matter who they are and what they do. So in order to pre-prepare, let's get an understanding of what's likely to occur. The bottom will come in a couple of different forms. We don't know exactly which one it's going to look like, but let's go over a couple of the options. So number one is you get this enormous spike down. You get an enormous spike in volume, a huge rally intraday off the bottom. You get a big tail candle, and then you get follow through, and we're off to the races. The problem with that one is you're eventually going to get a retrace so in the end, it kind of looks like a fake out, but the rally that you get off the bottom is absolutely mind-blowing. It could last days or even weeks before the retracement. Then you could get one with a retracement right away, but either way, at that point, we'll have something to trade against. And we'll know it because I'll know it on the charts and the news will assign a reason why the market has finally bottomed, so we'll all kind of know that it's a relief going on. It won't look like it at first. At first, nobody will know anything. But as the hours and the next day or so starts to unfold, it starts to become very clear that a bottom has been made. Is everybody going to catch the bottom? No way, no chance. You don't have to. There's going to be opportunity oozing everywhere. If the bottom came in Friday and we gap higher on Monday, that's a different story. I'm talking about the scenario where the rubber band did really break and we go down to some of these lower levels if that's going to happen. It's a big if. We don't know that that's going to happen. I'm pre-preparing just in case it does. You're going to be able to buy stocks at prices that you haven't seen in a long time. Red tag special, blue light special, anything you want to call it. Nobody will want to buy stocks. Everybody will be running for the hills. That's the definition of what's happening. The volume on Friday was 255 million shares, a little bit higher than the day before, but not much. In a market like this, this isn't it. And in my opinion, and this is strictly an opinion, you need to get a much higher volume day to find a reversal in this market based on what's happening recently. For now, there's really no reason to go over a lot of the other markets. Everything is the same right now. Everything's getting killed. Everything's getting taken out behind the woodshed. Everything will bottom together. We all know that. Instead, we're going to take a detour, and I'm going to have a little fun entertaining myself, and you're going to help me do it. So we talk about the TLT, not each and every day, but we talk about it from time to time, and we started talking about it 
when it was going lower. Now it's going higher, but we started talking about it when it was going lower, where it was going to bottom, and where it was a buying opportunity. And most of you that have been around for a while will remember this vividly. Here's a monthly chart, and here's the horizontal trend line that I put on the chart a long time ago at 111.50. And at the time, I said, it's 112, 111.50, 112.50. It doesn't really matter at this point. It's just going to bottom around here and stage a rally. Doesn't have to be a multi-year rally. It's just a bottom and a rally. That's it. That's all we need to know. So we're back to the daily chart. Here's the bottom. The bottom comes in at 111.90. My number was 111.50. It's close enough. Especially since I said you could start buying at 112.50. Didn't make any difference. And here we are making a high the other day of 122. That's not really the point. But here's the point. After the market closed on Friday, I'm watching some of CNBC. Now, I watch it for entertainment purposes. I'm watching the Fast Money Show where they bring on a guy named Carter Worth. Now, I think he's pretty sharp. I've seen him for a long, long time. He used to be, I believe, the chief technical analyst at Oppenheimer. Now he's somewhere else. I'm not sure where it is, but he's pretty sharp. He definitely knows his stuff. Now, he brings up a chart that looks something like this. It looks a little different. You can manipulate charts to look how you want it to. I don't know the exact time frame that he was using. However, he brings up a chart, and he points out that the TLT started to bottom. And he was talking about the bond market and a couple of other exchange-traded funds at the same time, pointing out that it was an opportunity because it looked like the bond market was bottoming and that bonds were on the way back up. Now, of course, he was right. Bonds did bottom. They did go back up. So it was a nice pickup by Carter. But here's the problem with watching TV. And here's what you have to understand is going on. He's a smart guy. He's not able to tell you the whole story ever. Here's what it looks like. He's got a department in his current firm. I don't know, maybe he's got three to ten guys working for him. Maybe he's got half a guy working for him. I don't know. These guys sit in cubicles. They crunch numbers. They look at charts. And they create content. They create content for him to talk about with the financial advisors within his firm or the clients of his firm or both. They also have a legal department called compliance. The brokers or financial advisors at the firm call these folks sales prevention. Compliance's job is to make sure that Carter Worth doesn't say anything whatsoever that can be tied back to anything on television. So all he told you was that the TLT made a bottom and it has started to move back up. Well, we already know that. It's not his fault. That's the best he can do on TV because he has to appease the compliance department. So we're back to the monthly chart, and here's the situation. If you watch TV, you can be sure they'll always be able to tell you what happened. Our objective here is to figure out what's going to happen before it does so that we can make money with it. Here's the point I want to make. Now, maybe bonds rush higher right away. That's certainly possible. But he just went on TV into a double top and is telling viewers that bonds were making a bottom. Now, they may just pull back and keep going higher. That's fine. But 
it's into double top area and as traders we would be sellers up here for a short-term trade not necessarily buyers under normal conditions now this is in an uptrend i'm not suggesting you go out and short the bond market don't misunderstand me i'm just looking at the chart in and of itself forget what it is this is not a chart that you would be buying here down at 118 118 and a half down around these moving averages yeah maybe when it gets there it's a buy but not now anyway the moral of the story is you have to take what you're watching on television with a grain of salt remember in a way it's a television show kind of like hollywood they're putting on a show for you their objective at the end of the day is ratings and ad revenue not your account value in the end they don't know you you don't know them they don't care and with that folks i'm out of air i'm out of wind and i'm david frost thanks for tuning in for another episode of common sense market analysis my strategic forecast is hosted by david frost Subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app, and please visit MyStrategicForecast.com for more information. My Strategic Forecast is common sense market analysis.